Down to Football with Sean McDonald, Colin Sommer, and Nick Palumba. Brought to you by WHIP. What's up, guys? This is another Down to Football episode. We got a great week for you. We have a lot of games to cover. Um, you know, we always have our Week 9 recap. We have our fantasy analysis, must-start, must-bench, boomer, bust, as usual. We got our locked-in picks and our upset picks. Always fun to see what each person picks. Most concerning teams and biggest risers. And then I'm going to give you a little update on what games to catch this week. Hope you guys enjoy. And the first game I'd like to talk about is... Pittsburgh Steelers versus Baltimore Ravens. Very good game. Definitely. Very close. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. It's a good uh, divisional game. I mean, uh, Ravens came out, you know, trying to play hard, especially after last week's loss. But, um, you know, Steelers, I mean, Antonio Brown was just insane. He went off, I think. Yeah, he did very good. Um, Juju Smith, you sure didn't really do that amazing. But how about James Conner? Oh. James Conner. Do they, do they need Le'Veon Bell? I don't think so. I don't think so. You got 107 yards, uh, no touchdowns though. Who, James Conner? Yeah, he got he got one receiving touchdown, yeah, but no rushing touchdown. But he had a ton of receiving yards too. Yeah, he got uh, 56. Yeah. Yeah, geez, yeah, he had a really good game. Um, I believe that's that's the Ravens' third straight loss. It is. It is. Yes. Um, this is what is separating them from being a playoff team. Definitely. I I think we're really seeing them, you know, show their true colors. We said this last week. It's just getting worse for them. Yeah. The defense can play as good as it wants, but if the offense can't, if the offense can't keep up, we're we're just gonna see them decline from week to week to week. Okay, that that's Definitely. clearly their weakness. But the steel, I mean, Connor, he just he was insane. I mean, I really don't think they need me. I think a lot of it has to do with their offensive line. They have one of the best in the league. Definitely. Clearly. But I mean, you got like a like a selfish player like Connor, and then you know Le'Veon Bell's just like, I want more money. I want more money. Like that's just toxic to a team. He he can. That they can be able to just lead with Connor is the best thing. Yeah, he he continues to say Le'Veon Bell, of course. He continues to say that he's gonna come back. You know, oh, like I'm gonna come back week seven or I'm gonna come back week eight, and then you don't hear a word from him. It, he, like, what is he trying to prove? Is he is he playing games? At this point, to me, it's become quite childish. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, I think he needs to come back by November 13th, or else he can't play for the rest of yeah. the season. Um, so definitely a little childish, and it's even funnier because the Steelers don't even know what's going on themselves. Like he hasn't contacted the Steelers. I think he's working out in Miami right now. Actually, I think he just left working out in Miami. Not like working out for the Dolphins, to, but he's just relaxing in Miami, having a good time working out because he thinks he's coming back and playing. But like at the same time, he's acting like he's not. It's really confusing the whole situation. I'm not too sure. Yeah, he tweeted something about Miami. I, yeah, I, don't I think recall. he said farewell Miami. Or yeah, he said like farewell that. Miami. Now is that like, I'm not really sure what that indicates, but it's uh, again with the mind games, kind of childish to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, the Steelers are leading that division. They're five two and one. Um, they've they've pulled away. Um, the Bengals are behind them. They're five and three. But uh, that that division's still up for grabs between the Bengals and the Steelers. But I just think the Ravens fell out of it real quick. Um, next game, Falcons versus Redskins. Not what I was expecting. Definitely not. No. You would think not. the division leader of the, the NFC East, you know, they would put up a better fight against a mediocre three and four fa- Falcons team, and they're really injury prone right now. They mm-hmm. they they've suffered so many injuries throughout the season, and they dropped 38 points on a top 10 defense. Wow, just shocking to me. I mean, 
Matt Ryan just went like also just went like he was crazy that whole game. Um, I mean Julio Jones got his first uh, touchdown this season, Finally. which is crazy. Like it's crazy that it's week nine and he's just getting his first touchdown. You think? I don't know. Like you, maybe not week one, but maybe week two definitely would have one by then. But I don't know. I mean they just came to play this week and uh, especially against a really tough opponent like the Redskins. I mean it just shows that maybe Atlanta might be mounting a comeback this rest of the season. There's a lot of you know. What seven weeks? About yeah, seven weeks <laughs> to still pull something out, make a playoff run. I mean, hey, that's enough time for this team to do something. One point I'd like to make, courteous of um, Pro Football Focus. So on Matt Ryan's four touchdowns yesterday, the average depth per target was one yard. He threw when they were one yard past the line of scrimmage, but the yards after catch averaged thirty-one. I'm a- if you saw Julio Jones touchdown. It was just a screenplay. Mm-hmm. I believe it was a bubble screen. And he did get tackled at one point, but he wanted that touchdown so bad, he, he just destroyed the defender. I mean, he, he needs to score more. For them to succeed, he needs to be in the end zone more. Definitely. Yeah, he's, he's definitely a vocal point for their offense. Um, a lot of the issue has been, you know, centered around Matt Ryan and what Matt Ryan can do for Julio Jones. Um, we've seen him get, like, plenty of yards, but when it comes to, like, being a red zone threat, he hasn't really come and played, you know, and uh, gotten a lot of touchdowns. Um, but I think there's a huge difference between Steve Sarkeesian as the offensive coordinator than it was with Kyle Shanahan. Oh, Kyle Shanahan rejuvenated the offense. They were fantastic with Kyle. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of interesting to see, you know, how, how poorly they're doing without him. But, I mean, this, this win definitely kind of resembles what they were last year, um, a very scary Atlanta offense that we're for the most part used to mm-hmm. um, so it would be interesting to see if we could see a little bit more who they play next week do you Cleveland. know yeah they play Cleveland so that's so. that's plenty of an opportunity to come back and mm-hmm. you know definitely get, get their fourth straight yeah easy. momentum mm-hmm. but I think a, a big factor here is yeah they put up 38 points Tevin Coleman had a great game too um, he had like 150 plus yards two touchdowns but holding the Redskins to 14 points with a really really bad defense like a bottom five in the league that's huge for them you know to see secondary players like step up you know and take on a massive role that that's huge for them they, they need their defense to step up their their offense as it's not as good as it was with Kyle Shanahan obviously but their offense is still good enough to get them somewhere I mean as we saw last year they still got somewhere they got in the playoffs they beat the Rams but this defense is, is going to be really key uh, in the long run, especially against a t- like a team, um, a team like the Redskins with just a very good offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, Alex Smith has just been very like kind of. He's been consistent. Yeah, he's been a little bit surprising though that he's been this consistent. I thought he was kind of washed out after last season, but I was obviously very wrong that he still has a lot of juice still left in him. Next game, I'd like to bring up. I think this was easily the game of the week: the Rams versus the Saints. Big game. I want to hear what you guys think first. Um, there was a – this game was – okay, Michael Thomas obviously just blew everyone out of the water. Like, this guy is just – like I, I, yeah, like I knew throughout the season, yes, he was very good, but this game he just went off. I mean, 12 receptions out of 15, 211 yards. 
only had one touchdown, but at the same time, that many yards receiving is just insane. And th- but that was the key touchdown of the game. They were up 38-35. Yeah. Yeah. to 35. They made a big stop. They got the ball back. And just a 72-yard pass to Michael Thomas that sealed the game. Mm-hmm. Um, 211 yards, I believe, is the franchise record for the Saints. It, it, this was just such a huge game for them. They've leaped up in everyone's power rankings. It's This was so important for them. Especially against a team like the Rams, who have just been dominant this whole season, get toppled. Now, don't don't get, don't get me wrong. New Orleans is not a slouch of a city. Like their team has, you know, consistently been very good, and especially this season, have shown that they can battle. But this is a big game against the Rams. The Rams were undefeated going into there. Everyone thought the Rams are going to go undefeated this season. New Orleans just destroyed that hope, and I think that's probably why they're number one in everyone's power rankings. And I agree with it completely now. The, the secondary got absolutely torn up by Jared Goff. The, the Rams' offense is still it's, still, it's still amazing. But a key thing here was that the Saints held Todd Gurley to a total of 79 yards. Mm-hmm. That's big. And that he did get a rushing touchdown, but still, that, that only 79 yards for basically the best running back in the league, that, that's big. That's really big. Um, and on the Rams' side, uh, should you be a tad bit concerned? No, I no, would not be. You don't think so? Because most only of the Saints have been like you know, like I said, they've been very consistent throughout the year right now. So I think, I think what happens now is that you gotta bounce back from a loss like that, and you can't let that hurt you the rest of the season. Because like I said, there's a lot of this season left that could really affect this team. I I only bring that up because if you look at their next two games, it's it's a little rough. They have the Seahawks, mm-hmm. um, a divisional rival. Um, who that that game was close between them, and then they play KC. So, I mean, obviously fantastic. They've done amazing, but you don't want to let you know a game like this kind of get your hopes, you know, a little bit a little bit down because you know you're so used to winning, mm-hmm. and you know a crushing loss like that, and then especially in this point of the season where like you have two huge, huge, huge games. Um, you don't want to lose momentum, so you want to kind of bounce back. That's the only reason why I bring that up. I'm not saying that the Rams oh, no, are no. really, you know, gonna start, you know, losing. But I, no. I just, you know, for their sake, I hope, uh, I just hope they're not panicking a little bit, especially when their defense um, got annihilated um, by the Saints. You know? There, there was no defense in that game. Absolutely not. But um, clearly, the best offense came to play, and uh, the Saints made key stops when they needed to. And uh, yeah, now the Rams aren't undefeated anymore. Um, the next game and last game I'd like to talk about is the Patriots versus Packers. Very close game. Very, like, you know, back and forth. Um, it was just good to see, like, these two very good quarterbacks. Well, it was back and forth for a little bit, but then the Patriots pulled away with it at the very end. One thing I'd like to mention is that the Packers are 0 for it away. Mm-hmm. They have not won a game on the road yet. How concerning is that? I mean, very concerning, especially if you're realizing your team cannot, like, win on the road. Like, even if you have Aaron Rodgers, who everyone's like, he's the GOAT, he's the best of all time. Like, He's not playing like it. He's not. He's not at all. And, like, who else does he really have out there? Like, he doesn't have, like, a, their defense has not been up to par. No, they haven't, they haven't played very well. I know that their defense hasn't really always been that great. It's always been kind of middle of the pack. Mm-hmm. But in these kind of situations – like, they need to perform better. When they're playing high-tier teams like the Patriots, who they would most certainly possibly see um, in the Super Bowl, y- you can't play like that. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, we all know how good he is, but he, he can't do everything. He, he is human. True. So you, they can rely on him as much as they want, but they can't expect to win. Yeah, they're certainly wasting greatness. 
I mean, they have arguably one of the most like gifted quarterbacks of all time. I mean, some some could argue the the most gifted quarterback and clutch quarterback of all time. Um, but you know, when you have a talent like that, I feel like they've never really tried to utilize him, you know, to his full potential. Um, I mean, he, of course, he has he has had people like over time. If you remember, like you know, Michael Finley, like old school people, like. Yeah. Um, but you know, since then, I mean, like it's really just been Aaron Rodgers, and you can't win football games like that ever. No. Devontae Adams is very talented. He, he's a be- oh, yeah. he's an elite receiver in this league. Um, I think personally, especially with how good their connection was, getting rid of Jordy Nelson, I I don't know that if that was a good move by them. I don't think it was a good move, but if you look to see how he's doing right now with Oakland, but I that's mean Oakland. he's definitely. It's Oakland, but if you look at a caliber player like Jordy Nelson, how he's been c- over time, I mean, like he should be doing a little bit better. He than should what he's be, doing. but but you look at somebody with a high high ceiling like Amari Cooper, and even he's not doing good. He had two 100 yard games with Oakland, but everything outside of that was under 20 yards per game, yeah. a- and that's that's extremely bad. That's really bad. But then you go and see him play a game, and you know for Dallas, and he gets 50 plus yards and a touchdown. Well, to be fair, like, they they did throw Amari Cooper, and they, they threw him out there and expected him to do great. Like, they, they tried to show that their trade was, worth you know, yeah, worth I something. They, they kind of used him in that way. It wasn't more so, like, Amari Cooper being great. It's more of the Cowboys trying to justify their position, I feel like. And if you look at it, I mean, he had one touchdown, but what else did he do in the game? What do you have for like four receptions? He had four or five. That's yeah, not too bad for the first game. It's not too though. bad, but like he had a team high targets though, Th- and that would that just means they're forcing him the ball, wh- which is good because they clearly do not have a number one receiver. Mm-hmm. Alan Hearns is not going to cut it. It's good, but they still lost. Their they season's still over. Lose. I think their season's mm-hmm. over. Um, Z can only do much. Too much. He can only do enough. And yeah. Dak Prescott, I think he's mildly overrated. Yeah, and this this was a game that like you know Dak Prescott would be under um you know. A magnifying glass kind of deal. Um, this was a game to see, you know, his his true potential and future with the Dallas Cowboys, and you know, not performing as great as you'd expect, especially after getting Amari Cooper. Yeah. It's certainly um, concerning. I wouldn't count him out though. Still, I still this week is still a very important week though because they are playing the Eagles, and I think this divisional game will this is the make or break point for the Dallas Cowboys because this is really going to show can they compete in their own division mm. and they cannot compete with Eagles who have been very mediocre this season, then that's a big problem. Yeah, this, they have a super tough schedule coming up, by the way, at the Cowboys. Definitely. Dallas Cowboys. All right, moving on to some fantasy analysis from Week 9. Always a great topic to talk about. Sean, if you'd like to start. Yeah, so I want to start off with uh, San Francisco's QB, Nick Mullins. He had a debut start of the ages last week against the Raiders. Um, he got 262 yards of passing um, and three touchdowns. A fantastic performance by um, him. And um, I, I'm not too sure if he's starting again next week against the Giants, but if he does, um, it'll be interesting to see how he does there. Um, and then I want to scoot on over to Drew Brees, um, who got four touchdowns, 346 yards against a pretty decent Rams team. Um, he plays... Um, the Bengals next week, so should continue his role there. So, yeah, that's my take. Um, for running backs, uh, Christian McCaffrey had a nice game, 22 touches, racked up 157 yards. He also had two touchdowns, both on the ground. Um, that was a great game for him. They're finally using him more. They're, his touches are back up. This is really good for him. 
Um, another player in the NFC South, we got Tevin Coleman out of the Atlanta Falcons. He had 18 touches for 156 yards. He had two touchdowns. One was rushing, one was receiving. Great game out of him. Um, so for uh, wide receivers, uh, I mean, the standout guy was Michael Thomas. This guy just literally, there is no comparing him to the rest of the receiver this week. He just blew up with his 211 yards, 12 catches out 15, and a touchdown when it really mattered. I mean, he really, he, I think he, he really helped the Rams, or not the Rams, my bad, the Saints really moved the ball against the Rams. Like, he was their driving force with uh, Drew Brees. Uh, another noteworthy, noteworthy player was Julio Jones, mostly just because, again, it was his first touchdown of the season, but he didn't do bad either. Seven catches, uh, targeted 10 times, 121 yards. He had a pretty good game. He's been consistent all year round uh, pretty much, but um, he really did well against, again, a very good, uh, Washington Redskins team, and hopefully he can uh, keep driving off this momentum with Atlanta. All right, Nick, if you'd like to continue with the fantasy must-start, must-bench, and your boomer bus, I'd love to hear it. Okay, for uh, benching, uh, you should probably bench Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, I really think he didn't really like have a big game against Baltimore, and they are playing Carolina um, next week, which is a very big defense who I think could really stop him up. Um, I mean, like he's been kind of on track lately. Like he's been a little bit all over the place when it comes to games. So it depends how much he gets targeted by uh, Roethlisberger. So you'll just have to see on that. But I would definitely bench him in this case. Start though, I would start Devonte Adams. Uh, I really think that he he's going to perform well this week. Um, who are they playing? They're playing uh, New England. Or no, my no, bad. Miami. They already played New England. They're playing Miami this week. And he's been pretty consistent all year round. And I really think if you don't have this guy yet, put him in there. Uh, mostly just because there are a lot of teams this week with buys that have great wide receivers that could be missing from your lineup. Sanders, Hopkins, uh, Thielen, Diggs, all great players who I think could really be swapped in for Devontae Adams. And then Boomer Bust is t uh, Tyler Boyd of Cincinnati. Uh, this guy has been real spotty all year, I think. Um, he's had a couple good games, but last week, or who didn't know he didn't play last week, week before that he uh he had like an average game it wasn't too great so it just depends on how he can bounce back from this bye week and see how well he can play all right as far as it goes from running backs uh my must start is david johnson it's been quite a shaky year for him uh we all know arizona isn't performing well um offensive line hasn't really helped him out either but he's playing the chiefs this week and they have the worst rush defense in the nfl so this could be a really really big spot for johnson this could really get his train moving uh, definitely start him. A lot of people drafted him high this year. He, like I said, he's been shaky, so he's hit the bench a couple of times. But this week, definitely start him. Um, I must bench LaShawn McCoy. He hasn't done much this year. I wouldn't expect him to do much. The Buffalo Bills, much like Arizona, they're not very good. Uh, his yards per carry, it's not doing well either. He's not very involved in the receiving game. He, he was last week, but prior to that, not very well. And as far as it goes for Boomer Bust, we got Carrion Johnson. He is playing the Bears, and the Bears do have a top five run defense. However, he always has big play potential, which increases his ceiling. But his ceiling can also be very low, just because Detroit's offensive line isn't great either. So we'll see what he can do against Chicago. Um, so heading on to QBs, um, I want to first start with uh, my must start as um, Cam Newton. Um, against the uh, Steelers. Both teams have fairly even stats um, if you want to look at um, both offense and defense um, statistics. So it should be a very close and high-scoring matchup. 
Newen will look to uh, carry the Panthers' offense that wants to keep up with, uh, you know, on the other side of the field, which is, you know, Brown, James Conner, Juju Smith, all of those guys, Big Ben. Um, so Newen has been fairly consistent himself um, all of this year. Um, I think he has multiple touchdown passes just about every game. Yeah, he'll look to uh, come guns blazing um, against the Steelers. Bench, um, personally, uh, I would say to bench uh, Russell Wilson this week against the Rams. Um, he did, in week five, get three touchdowns against the Rams, um, but only 198 uh, pass yards. That's not too great. The Seattle Seahawks, they're a very running kind of team. Um, so I feel like Russell Wilson's kind of underutilized. He runs a lot himself, um, but in terms of um, you know getting a lot of points in there, um, I don't see him doing that great. He might be you know a QB two kind of tier kind of guy this week, um, and I think the Rams are going to want to bounce back. It's going to be a close game because it's a division rivalry, but um, I think the Rams will definitely bounce back, and it might be a little bit tough for Wilson to bounce back after a pretty weak performance against the uh, Chargers. Um, so boomer bust, I'm going to go I'm going to go with my man Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, <laughs> got to bring him up every single week. Every week. Um, he got four touchdowns, um, two interceptions, 243 yards against the Carolina Panthers. He is playing a Washington team that has allowed an average of 21 QB points per game since week 6. So they haven't been doing too great against the um, the passing. Um, so he could be great, but then again, Fitzpatrick could be very bad. Um, it would definitely be very interesting, especially playing against a Redskins team who didn't do too great um, this past week. So give him another chance. Not saying it's going to be a good idea, but hey, I mean, he's done fantastic when he's on his, his uh, game. So Again, that's my we, take. we've talked about it. He's such a mystery. I don't even know what to think at this point. It, so it's really just a personal decision whether you want to start him or not. It, it's a you know confidence thing, but I don't know how much confidence I would have in him. But <laughs> I don't know either. Yeah. That's why he's a boom bust. Hey, throw in Nick Mullins in there too. Three True. touchdowns, <laughs> playing a Giants team. I don't know. Opportunity to blow up even hey, more. Brett Favre added him. Really? <laughs> yeah. You didn't hear about that? Interesting. Brett Favre. Uh, I don't know exactly what he said, but there's there's a little story there. Um, because I think when Brett Favre came in, that, I mean, he has kind of had a similar situation to yeah, Nick he Mullins. Did, yeah. So there's kind of some correlation there. Not saying Nick Mullins is going to be Brett Favre. I highly doubt it. <laughs> but, um, hey, if you want to pick up a, a nice waiver wire pick and say the hell with it, go right ahead. Um, All right, uh, Sean, if you'd like to continue with your locked-in and upset picks. Yeah, so um, locked-in... Um, very interesting one for me. Um, I actually have the Bears beating um, the Lions, and I like that. I do. I like that one a lot. Yeah, the Lions terrible game against the Vikings. They don't have much of an offense anymore. Um, to be fair, the Bears they've been good. But I feel like there's some things that are still wrong with them. They had a fantastic game against the Bills. They did. Um, but that's, but that's against the Bills, and Nathan Peterman is <laughs> god-awful. Um, so I think the Bears definitely can win this game. Um, it shouldn't be too difficult. It is a rivalry matchup. But after what I saw um, the Lions do, which was absolutely nothing, I don't. I think this is uh, just about it for them. Um, and I, I think the uh, Bears can easily win this game. 
Um, so yeah, and Mitch Trubisky's proved me wrong once, so, you know. Um, so then, moving on, um, my upset is gonna be the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks uh, over the Redskins. Interesting. It's if they're talking <laughs> about Ryan Fitzpatrick being a boomer bust. Yeah, it's very, it's very, very interesting. Um, I only say this because the Reds. I'm not sold on the Redskins. Don't get me wrong. I'm. I've never been sold on the Bucks, but I will say if you do look on Matchup Predictor on ESPN, the Bucks are up 54% to 45% over the Redskins. Just saying, and a lot of the Bucks games have been very close. It's not like they're getting blown out. They, they, a lot of their games have been pretty close. The Redskins, to be fair, they haven't been the greatest of teams. Being the Cardinals, they've been a Packers team who hasn't done too great. They barely beat the Panthers. They've been a pretty bad Cowboys team and a pretty bad Giants team, and they lost to a pretty mediocre Falcons team this year and a very bad Colts team. So they haven't. They're, they're not very really convincing. I think the Bucks can definitely come back and um, win this game. So that's that's my upset pick. Interesting. Um, as far as it goes for me, uh, my locked in is actually the Chargers against Oakland. Um, divisional matchup. Uh, I really don't think there's any questioning this. The Chargers are six and two. They're having a great season. Melvin Gordon is an absolute, absolute weapon. He's been fantastic. Keenan Allen got the train movement on uh, Sunday. He had 100-plus yards. It's glad to see that his chemistry is back with uh, Phillip Rivers. He hasn't really done great since the first week. Um, but, yeah, his volume is all the way back up. The defense is also performing very well. Um, Derwin James, he's doing fantastic. He's, as of right now, in the running for Defensive Rookie of the Year. He's been phenomenal. The rest of the defense has been phenomenal. I think have Joey Bosa needs to come back. Uh, if he's not already back, he, he's definitely a key asset to that defense. But, yeah, definitely look for them to absolutely blow out the Raiders. And my upset pick this week is actually the Seahawks beating the Rams. It's always a good game between the two. Um, I know the Seahawks only lost by two or three points um, against the Rams when they played at home in Seattle. It's going to be a little bit more difficult for them to play in Los Angeles, but definitely could see an upset. They usually actually split one and one every year. I'm not sure if they did last year, but it tends to happen a lot. Because when the Rams weren't a very good team, they would still upset Seattle. So we might be able to see the complete opposite of that happen. It's definitely very interesting. Uh, so, yeah, look for that to happen. Nick? Uh, for my locked in, it's going to be the Chiefs. I mean, these guys have just been insane. I mean, Pat Mahomes and his Kermit the Frog voice. I just love this guy so much. I think this guy is awesome. He's just fun and electric to watch him play. He's got great you know, um, assets on that team with uh, Hunt and... Um, uh, who, who else? Uh, Tyree Hill. Um, so I think they're just going to blow. Um, they're playing Arizona. Arizona. So they're playing Arizona this week. I think they'll definitely blow them out of the water. Because Arizona has not been very good, especially their defense. Their defense has just been atrocious. So I think this offense is about to stomp all over them. And their defense has not been you know, terrible this year either. I think they can definitely hold Arizona to you know, maybe two touchdowns. I really don't very see limited a lot points. of points. Yeah. Yeah, I, see, I don't see Arizona putting up a lot of points this week. So Chiefs are my locked in. My upset, though, I have the Raiders. They've been having a rough season, but I feel like maybe they can pull something out right now. I, I Derek Carr, I don't know how I feel about this guy. I don't know if I think maybe, oh, he's somewhat mediocre. But then again, like you look at his stats, and he's not terrible, but and he's not even mediocre. So it's like I don't know how to feel about him. I think he can. he just doesn't have a lot of – 
um, people around him on this team that can really help him. But I feel if he can really step up and lead this uh, team, they can win this week. Um, but I guess moving on, we're going to go to our uh, most concerning play uh, teams and the this uh, week's risers um, in the NFL. So for me, I have the most concerning team were the Seahawks. They're in a division right now which seems very, um, how do I put uh, heavy-handed, I guess is a way to put it. Uh, mostly just because the Rams are in it. I mean, I really don't see them trying to take their division right now. I mean, like I said, there's a lot of games left, but who really knows if they can catch up to the Rams at this point. Um, I think really they're just a wild card team. So they're it's really concerning for them, especially going into this week with this uh, conference uh, matchup. So they're my most concerning. My biggest risers, however, uh, I had the Texans. They had their sixth win this week. Um, uh, they have just been consistent now. Uh, I mean, Watson has just been really good. I mean, their offensive line has stepped up finally, it seems like, this season to protect him and give him a little time to throw it out to Hopkins, who's just been making insane catches. So they're on the rise. I really think they can make a playoff push right now. Um, it's really good to see them get like some momentum going. But uh, those are my risers and um, the concerning uh, teams of the NFL. For me, uh, most concerning is Green Bay. Um, like I said before, Aaron Rodgers can only do so much for this team. We know, we like I said, we all know how good he is, but he's not he's not getting it done. Regardless of what the rest of the team is doing, he's not getting it, it done himself. Um, he definitely needs to perform better. It, you know, we talk about him. Oh, is he the greatest quarterback of all time? And so far this season, I'm not really seeing it at all. He lost to Tom Brady, who is also considered the greatest quarterback of all time. So if he's not winning against teams like the Patriots, I can't see them winning against any contender of you know playoffs in the NFC. Uh, I mean, they certainly definitely have a chance to grab the division, but the way they're playing right now, I just I can't foresee it happening. Um, so they really got to turn things around. Defense needs to step it up. Aaron Rodgers, he might even have to step it up himself no matter what. Um, he, he, like, he's not performing horribly. He's not performing to what people say about him, but he definitely has room to improve so far. Um, the receivers around him, they're just getting injured left and right. Uh, Geronimo Allison just went on the IR. Uh, Randall Cobbs, he, he's dealing with a lot of issues. So as of right now, he really only has uh, Valdez Scantling and um, Devontae Adams. So, yeah, th- there's a lot to go on right there. I think Aaron Jones needs to break out a little bit more. They need to feed him. He's more talented than people think. Uh, Mike McCarthy has a serious obsession with keeping Jamal Williams involved. But Aaron Jones, yeah, they need to, they need to feed him more. Um, and biggest riser, I actually have the Carolina Panthers. They're really contending for this division. Um, the Saints are obviously a really good team, but they're not far behind. If the Saints were to lose one game and the Panthers were to win one, they'd, be in the, they'd have the same record. And as far as it goes for division, I'm not quite sure. Um, I believe they have a very similar division record. But, yeah, I mean, the Panthers are 5-0 and at home, so that's really big for them, but they're 1-2 and away. Um, the Saints are 3-1 and at home, but they're also 4-0 and away, so they're really getting those uh, away games. But the, Car- the Panthers, they're really they're putting in work. The defense hasn't done all too bad in the offense. Uh, what seemed shaky in the beginning with Cam Newton not being too fantastic has really turned things around. They they fed McCaffrey this week. He's doing really well as well, but yeah, they're doing they're doing fantastic. They're doing really good. Sean, uh, so my um, risers. I have um, the Atlanta Falcons. I don't think they're gonna win the division, um, but the way that they're playing right now is definitely um, the likes of which we've normally seen the Falcons be. 
And so I, I definitely hope that this continues. I, I don't hope as a Carolina Panther fan, but I do hope, you know, for their own sake that they definitely do improve, and I think they can after a pretty decisive win um, um, this this past weekend. So that's that's my riser. Um, I, I don't really know how far they're going to go. They're definitely still they definitely still can make a push for maybe another wild card. Um, it's kind of difficult, um, especially the way the NFC South is right now with the Panthers and, you know, the Saints doing so well. But it, it is it is nice to see that. Um, most concerning, um, I have the Cowboys. I think their season's over. You know, you go out and trade for Amari Cooper and you don't show up, you know, the week he plays. Um, I think Dak Prescott... Um, needed to do great that game, and I don't think he performed well. Um, he got an interception and, and I think fumbled too. But he, you know he didn't have a great game. Um, their defense didn't look too good. Um, play calling was not um, too well. It was pretty subpar overall. And you know if you if you look at their next five games, they can potentially go 0-5 the next five games. They play the Eagles, Falcons, Redskins, Saints, and Eagles again. Um, those are all very difficult games. Um, so I mean, uh, unless unless they could turn things around, I think that's that's a pretty big concern if you're a Cowboy fan. I think your season's pretty much done. I just wonder when they're gonna cut the cord with Jason Garrett. I, 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 he hasn't sense. done a lot recently. He hasn't done anything in a while. Yeah, they had a really good season when Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott were rookies, but since then and previously before that, they haven't really done much. So I think maybe a staff change is needed. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, so that's going to wrap up our show. Um, some games you might want to look for this week. We have uh, Patriots and Titans. They played in the playoffs last year, so that's a good game to watch. we got a divisional matchup with the Lions at the Chicago Bears. Um, we also have Rams versus Seahawks, another great divisional battle. And probably the best game of the week is going to be the Cowboys and Eagles. That's one of the biggest rivalries in the NFL. We're going to love to watch that. That's Sunday night football, so definitely look to watch that. And just one more question. Are you down to football? 